Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. All right, folks, we are back. Chapter two point lucky thirteen of the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Collier's back. Boomer's back. We're all back. Uh, sorry if my voice sounds a little raspy. Got a little too wild at the Iron Bowl this weekend. Roll damn time, Boomer. But uh, yeah, other than that, we're all back. Back for some winners. How's uh, how's the gang doing this afternoon? I'm doing pretty good after uh, that. That other another big winning weekend. It for, was for the viewers out there. A lot of a lot of money's been spent. A lot of a lot of fan mail coming in saying I've, I've helped buy them the uh, car of their dreams, a couple of houses. That's true. I've been purchased a couple of down yeah, papers. Uh, so, you know, like I said, love giving back to the community anyway. We have the one lucky man uh, take care of all his debts. Yeah. So, uh, last week, Boomer, 10, 4, and 2. Wow. I went 10, 5, and 1 on the weekend. So, just a tad bit better. Overall record for the year for me, 97, 83, and 4. Boomer, you're you're getting close. 83, 85, and four. Two more games to get back to that 500 threshold. Collier is back this week. Finally, uh, got off from work. The the tax people who uh, make him work during non-tax season actually let him have the weekend off. But he is coming in hot at 49, 57, and three. So we're gonna bounce that back up this weekend. <laughs> That's respectful right there. Pretty shitty right there. That's respectful as fuck. So uh, that's how we're looking. Uh, good show for you today. Got Joe Fortenbaugh, a uh, good gambling guy. He's going to join us here in a little bit, talk about the college football weekend, the NFL weekend a little bit, kind of look ahead of the playoffs. Uh, that's a good interview, so you're going to stick around for that. Again, it's Jordan, Joe Fortenbaugh. We'll get to that here shortly. Um, so you're saying he's kind of uh, our cup of Joe. He is. He is kind of our cup of Joe. He's a big deal. But uh, – Good weekend. Good weekend ahead. Championship week in the uh, college football ranks. And well, I don't know why you'd lie to the people out there. This is really not going to be a good weekend of college football. It's going to be a good money-making weekend. It still pays out all the same, boom. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, championship weekend. We're going to hit on every single championship game. Um, kind of give you a little preview of that. And then we're going to hit a couple of the – well, the only other game we're going to hit, Oklahoma-Oklahoma State, which as far as I'm concerned is a championship game. And then we got a couple NFL scheduled games for you, but mainly we're going to hit all those championship games, so it's going to be a big schedule of college football. Then um, we're only going to do one college football pick, one NFL pick, and then we'll, as usual, have our Stone Cold Lock of the Week. Um, but, yeah, mainly those championship games, see how uh, we feel about those conference championship games. So those will come up next, but we'll, before we get started with that, we'll go ahead and get to our interview. Again, it's Joe Fortenbaugh, uh, and check this out. It's a program with a lot of success. They've got the one loss on the schedule, the marquee win over Michigan this past weekend. Putting them at two doesn't surprise me. What gets me a little bit, this is the one thing no one else is talking about. I, I like this Washington team. I'm located out here in the Bay Area. I think they're very worthy of that number four ranking, and I think they could cause some Let's say some matchup problems for Alabama. I think they could get into a situation where they make that a more enticing game than, say, Penn State or Wisconsin could. But that being said, Clemson's the team that stands out to me that doesn't deserve to be there. Now, most people will think I'm crazy, but this is a classic example of a team getting rated higher than it should based on what it's done outside of this season. Clemson last year, that was one team. This team is a different story. If you've watched them play throughout the course of this season, you've noticed that there are some flaws that this team didn't exhibit last year when they were tearing apart the ACC and everybody else in their path. There were a lot of games. I like to say that Clemson has been on thin ice this season because if you go through the schedule early in the year, okay, a 19-13 win at Auburn. Then they eked by Troy 30-24. to and throughout the course of the season, they struggled. The Louisville game suddenly doesn't look as impressive as a win based on what Louisville did late in the season here. North Carolina State was a seven-point victory, eked by Florida State in a game the Knowles easily could have won, lost to Pittsburgh, which is uh, pretty tough to 
they have on the schedule there, and then bounce back against Wake and South Carolina. I, I think that's the one team that's going to offer very little in the Final Four at the moment. So Michigan, I think, would be a better candidate, but I can understand why Clemson's there based on the record and what they did last season, which I think is being weighted too heavily uh, by the bowl committee. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely some bias from last year, but I mean, it's hard to do that when they still got the same quarterback. Uh, I think that definitely has to come into the conversation with the playoff committee. So um, any chance you think they could get upset this weekend? I think it's certainly possible. Yeah, I think it's certainly possible. I wouldn't put Bama on upset alert because I think there are a few things working against Florida here. They've struggled down the stretch with their last four, losing against Arkansas, uh, should have lost against LSU but didn't, so they deserve credit for that, and then getting housed by Florida State. But with Jim McElwain, um, rumored to be one of the top candidates for this open vacancy at Oregon, that could provide some distractions in the locker room for the Gators as they head into this matchup against Bama. And the last thing you need is a distraction when you're going up against the uh, Crimson Tide. So I think Alabama is going to be able to handle their business. But as it pertains to Clemson against Virginia Tech, you got them as a 10-point favorite. you got the public backing them in that matchup. Uh, I'm not saying Virginia Tech wins it outright, but I do think Justin Fuente is a much better coach than people give him credit for. I think he should have been in consideration for that LSU opening before the, the Tigers just went ahead and promoted Orgeron. I know that was in um, – emotional decision to do that, but I don't think the school did itself any favors with uh, only talking to Tom Herman, missing out on him, and then going with Orgeron. I think Fuente would have been a good candidate for that job, and I think at 10 points, you got to look to Virginia Tech in that situation. Yep. I like them a lot, too. Um, so looking at it, it, yeah, it's definitely not the most exciting championship week we've ever had, but um, there's still, you know, still pays out the same. So <laughs> do you see any uh, potential upsets on the schedule this weekend? Well, it depends on how you would define upset. Obviously, there are the big upsets we've seen, like Iowa over Michigan, and then there are the smaller upsets. And I think one I'm going to be keeping a real close eye on is Temple over Navy. Uh, that's a three-point favorite in terms of Navy, and Navy has been outstanding this season. But Temple has covered the spread in 11 straight games this season. And I love what Matt Rule has done in North Philadelphia. That is not an easy place. For anyone who's never seen the Temple campus, that is not an easy place to recruit. It's right smack in the middle of a terrible neighborhood, very difficult to bring top-notch recruits in there and convince them to play for the Owls. Yet Matt Rule, in his four seasons at Temple, has gotten this team better and better each year, winning 10 games last season, and now we've got nine wins on the verge of 10 this year with this matchup at Navy. Not a game I absolutely love, but I will be playing Temple plus the points this weekend. And as it pertains to a couple other dogs on the schedule, they aren't conference championship games, but I'm looking at Oklahoma State plus the points over Oklahoma. Uh, Mike Gundy, his club should be a one-loss club. They got jobbed in that game against Central Michigan, I believe it was, early in the year, right. second game of the season. They shouldn't have lost that one. Um, they tend to perform well at Oklahoma. Last two trips there, won in overtime, and then lost close in overtime. I'll take the 11 with Oklahoma State, and I'll also keep a very close eye on Kansas State catching four and a half against TCU. TCU got bowl eligible last week. There could be some complacency this week, and not only that, the team is 1-6 and six against the spread in their last seven games when they follow Texas. They played Texas last week, 1-6 against, against the spread, last seven years coming off the Texas game. I'll take the points with Bill Snyder and uh, Kansas State. Okay, I don't like that. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I mean, Snyder's historically been good as an underdog, too, so that's definitely something to look at. Um, yes, sir. So... Yeah, championship weekend this weekend. Next weekend, you've got the Heisman ceremony coming up. Um, I haven't really seen too many places offering any more odds on this, but I have a feeling uh, I think it will probably open back up probably after this weekend. Is there any chance Lamar Jackson doesn't win that? I, I think Jackson wins it. Um, you know, I know he stumbled in recent weeks with the body of work he put together early and often throughout the year. I mean, he was such a huge favorite like three weeks ago in Vegas. I believe he got as high as 1-50 to 50 to win the Heisman Trophy, and there was no one pushing him. Right around the time there was an opportunity to get back in the mix, Washington got beat by USC. Michigan went ahead and got beat at Iowa. Ohio State, JT Barrett lost at Penn State, Deshaun Watson and Clemson lost against Pittsburgh. All, all the top candidates who were right in the hunt there 
suffered defeats right around the time Jackson was about to slide. So I think it's going to be difficult to go with anyone else. When the odds reemerge closer to the ceremony, I believe Jackson will be a heavy favorite. Uh, personally, I would love to see some consideration for Jabril Peppers. Um, I think because he plays most of his time on the defensive side of the football at Michigan, uh, it's tough for voters to analyze him as well as they should. It's easy to look at a quarterback stats. That's why these guys always win the award. Not only because we're watching them, but we can digest what passing yards means, what passing touch yards means, what rushing touchdowns mean. We get that. But when you talk about a guy in coverage and you talk about pass breakups and pressures and punt returns, those aren't numbers that everyone's necessarily as familiar with, and I think that hurts Peppers. But based on what he's done on the offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, and on special teams, I think he's the best football player in the nation, although I won't have a problem if Jackson ends up winning the award. Yeah, yeah. so... That's a good look at the college football weekend. Um, no Thursday night game for college football, which is sad. I think the only or the only football game tomorrow night is that Packer or the uh, Cowboys Vikings game. Is that correct? It is, and you know what? I'll I'll tell you. At least this is a decent matchup right. with Dallas and Minnesota. They're both coming off the Thanksgiving game. Um, Thanksgiving, Thursday night has been dreadful in the NFL. This is a decent matchup between two good teams that are both going to be on full rest, having played on Thanksgiving. Who do you like in that? Uh, You know what? I haven't gone into a whole lot of research here. It's going to be a hostile environment in Minnesota. And early in the season, I thought the Vikings had a big-time advantage in the fact that they were going to be playing in such a loud stadium with a good defense. But Bradford and this offensive line have just been dreadful as of late. And having watched the Cowboys this season, I don't know how you bet against them. It's not to say that they're a lock. But they're a machine, the way they can run the ball, the way they keep Dak Prescott clean, the weapons they have at wide receiver, the players they have that can step up in crucial spots on defense. I know they let Washington creep back into that game on Thanksgiving, but right now I'm having a real tough time finding a way to bet against the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. They, um, I think that was the first time they hadn't covered in like eight games last week, so that was, that was strong to see. So um, good Thursday night matchup. Got anything else for us tomorrow night? I know we'll be uh, looking for some more action to play. Uh, anything else you like? You ever take any bets on college basketball, NBA, anything like that? I'm based right here in the Bay Area, and while I haven't seen the number yet, and I'm anticipating it'll be somewhere around 230 points for a total, I'd look to the over in the Golden State-Houston matchup that'll be taking place at Oracle Arena Thursday night. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun basketball for sure. Okay, so... Talk a little bit about the Thursday night game. What's uh, what's some matchups that have stood out to you on the NFL side of things on Sunday? I've been bouncing around from a local perspective. I can't help but think the 49ers are going to find a way to screw up their draft position and beat the Bears this weekend. Each week, Colin Kaepernick has looked better and better under center. And as I look at that game and see them as a one-point dog, I keep thinking to myself that this is the week the Niners are going to find a way to break through. Now, they have been dreadful this season, but so is Chicago. Dangerous game. You really have to hold your nose in that situation if you're going to bet that game. But I would lean a little bit to San Francisco at the moment. I like Atlanta to cover the four against Kansas City. This is a bad, bad sandwich spot for the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to go on the road to play a division rival in Denver on Sunday night football, and you're going to win that game in overtime. Kudos, job well done. And then Thursday night next week, you are going to host the 9-2 division-leading Oakland Raiders in a major, major showdown. And then in between, it's a non-conference road date to Atlanta to play Matt Ryan in a very explosive offense under Kyle Shanahan. I think that's a real bad spot for Kansas City. I'd lay the four with Atlanta in that situation. I'd also be very careful, careful with the Oakland Raiders for the same reason, laying three against Buffalo. Look-ahead spot to Kansas City on Thursday night. This is a team that's going to play four games in 18 days. Monday night in Mexico City against Houston. Sunday afternoon against Carolina in Oakland. Then you're going to play this game on Sunday against Buffalo and then have a Thursday nighter against the Chiefs. At some point, they're going to slip up. And I'm going to love the Chiefs next week on Thursday night for a variety of reasons. But I think this is a possible look-ahead spot against the Buffalo team that can run the football. And if you can run the football, you can keep Derek Carr and that high-powered Oakland offense off the field. So that's another game I'd be keeping a very close eye on heading into the weekend. Yeah, that's a, that's a good look right there. So 
Looking ahead to the Sunday night matchup, you got the Panthers and the Seahawks, uh, two teams kind of going in the opposite, opposite direction. Are the Panthers, are they at the point yet where they kind of realize that they're probably not going to make the playoffs again, or are they, are they still going to try to fight for that? What do you, what's your feel on that game Sunday night? You, you, you might get a little funny here because it's Seattle and because it's primetime. You never want to estimate some of these players on primetime games because they know other players are watching, other coaches are watching, family and friends are watching. So even if it's just from a selfish standpoint, you're going to get guys who want to get up and play big in these games. But let's not forget – Seattle was just humiliated at Tampa Bay in a game where they only scored five points. And that's, uh, that's a highly questionable performance right there. Now you're going to come home Sunday night football, going to need to find a way to try to keep pace with some of these other teams in the NFC if you want to have any chance whatsoever of earning a first-round buy. Getting the one seed, that ship has probably sailed, but you might be able to sneak in there and grab the two. However, in order to do that, you're going to need to start stringing together some wins, and you're going to have to take care of business here. This game, to me, Sunday night with a seven-point spread, that's got six-point teaser written all over it, so I just have to find the other half of the equation there to pair with Seattle, but I do like them definitely to cover one point if we're talking about a six-point teaser play. Okay, I like that. So who's your uh, Super Bowl favorite as of now? You know, I've gone back and forth. At the beginning of the season, I like the Seahawks to match up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And um, I'm, I'm going to stick with that and ride it out through the rest of the season. I know it's obviously not what would be ideal right now, but I can't really bring myself to, to change the pick and then uh, try to claim that I got it right late in the year. However, if we pretend as if I didn't make a pick whatsoever and I'm picking right now, very difficult for me to go against Dallas because they can run the football with such an effective manner and style. They look like they're going to be able to host every playoff game in the NFC. And if you had to go to Seattle, that would be one thing. But Seattle is not a good matchup. Or, I'm sorry, Dallas is not a good matchup for Seattle. We've seen this offensive line mow down that Seattle defense before a couple years ago up at CenturyLink Field when Tony Romo was quarterbacking the Cowboys. So right now, while there are some decent teams, and, and, and I stress that word, decent, because Detroit is leading the NFC North, and you've got a lot of other soft spots like Atlanta um, in the NFC South that I don't necessarily trust at the moment. So I think Dallas has got a real nice path to the Super Bowl. Uh, I know that's not really going out on a limb, but so be it. As for the AFC, you know, I'd like to believe there could be a sleeper. I do honestly feel that if the Raiders and Patriots get matched up with one another, I think that the Raiders can win a shootout in that matchup. But if the Raiders have to play virtually anyone else, that bottom four defense that they're toting right now, that's going to end up being a major problem. I think you can get into a shootout with Tom Brady and have a chance, but if you end up facing Kansas City or maybe a team like Pittsburgh or Baltimore, I could see that game getting sluggish, and I could see the playoff experience of a guy like Roethlisberger or Flacco taking over in that game. So for the AFC, uh, you know, I would lean to New England just because it's such an easy pick, but if you want to sleeper as I scan around it wouldn't surprise me if the winner of the AFC North caught fire once the postseason began. Okay. Alright so we'll get you out of here on this um, anybody beating Alabama in the college football playoff? I, I can't see it. I really can't um, you know if Michigan gets in I think maybe somehow some way Harbaugh could motivate his team and prepare his team to a point where you would have a great underbet in that situation. Um, I was not impressed with the way Ohio State played against Michigan this past weekend. I don't think they're going to have the firepower. And I don't blame them. They lost a lot of guys to the NFL draft, so I can't hate on them there. Talked about earlier why I think Clemson um, shouldn't even be in the Final Four. I just don't think they're nearly as, as capable as the team we saw last season. I don't think Wisconsin or Penn State could do it. Washington is very intriguing to me because Chris Peterson is one of the best coaches in college football. He's got a sound defense, and he's got a pretty smart quarterback in Jake Browning. And if you're going to beat Alabama, you're going to need competent quarterback play and quality defense. So Washington would be the team I would circle and say, if it's going to happen, this would be the team that does it. Okay. All right, Joe. We appreciate you joining us. Again, that's Joe Fortenball. You can check him out. 95, 95.7 The Game, or on Twitter, at Joe Fortenbaugh, F-O-R-T-E-N-B-A-U-G-H. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Blake, it was my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me on. Hopefully we can do it sometime again down the road. Absolutely. All right, folks, again, thanks uh, to Joe Fortenbaugh for joining us. Y'all go check out some of his work. 
So let's go ahead. We'll get to the college football games. Uh, championship weekend. Up first, we got two games Friday evening. The first one, Western Michigan Broncos, I believe they are. Sure. Versus the, Ohio. the Broncos, man. They're the fighting Broncos. The fighting Broncos. Uh, the fighting about to be head coachless Broncos, maybe. But uh, they are 18 and a half point favorites against the Ohio Bobcats. I believe this game is being played in Ford Field, so it's a neutral site game. 18 and a half points. Boomer, what's your take on this? Uh, no good feeling on this game. That I mean, pretty much. Love the Mac games. They usually win a lot of money on them, but I haven't won money betting against Western Michigan. Uh, Ohio has put up some real shutters the past couple of weeks. Doesn't lead me to believe they're going to be putting up a lot of points in this game. Um, I could possibly see a backdoor cover. However, looks like uh, some Vegas insights have told me that some some more of the sharp players have come in on uh, on Ohio here recently. So uh, give me uh, give me the Bobcats. All right, Collier. Yeah, the only time I've seen Ohio this year is when they played Tennessee, and they couldn't beat Tennessee. So fuck them. I'm going Western Michigan oh, minus eight and uh, I'm rowing my boat. I love that head coach. He gets me fucking fired up. Wants me to go through a wall, punch a couple kids. I don't give a shit. Let's go. All right. So, BJ Fleck has called you all kinds of fired up. Uh, Frank Solich has got me all kind of fired up. If you don't know who that is, you need to learn, boys and girls. That's the head coach of the Ohio Bobcats. He's old as fuck, but he's going to cover the spread. Come Friday night, take the Ohio. That looks like a healthier uh, – guy with a little bit more fitness um, version of the Emperor in uh, the sixth Star Wars movie. Oh, the Lord of the Sith? The Sith yeah. Guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Senator so, Palpatine? I, I, feel the, uh, I feel the force is strong with them this weekend. Senator Palpatine, I like it. Ohio, plus 18 before, and a half. Before we move on, I think an underrated thing in this game is the Mac wants to have a team in the playoff. And I would not be surprised if Ohio calls off the dogs and just lets Western Michigan win this game. Western Michigan can win this game 225 to nothing. They're still not getting in the playoff. What? What are you talking about? They're getting a, a bowl game that's in the playoff. And this is the Bobcat. Oh. Bob I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. They want them in like a, a BCS yeah. game, per se. Yes. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. But, no, nah, I still think Ohio's going to go up there and give them a fight. I mean – they're not going to win, but they'll keep within the number. Next up, Friday night again, Pac-12 championship. After dark, um, not as late as the Pac-12 games usually kick off, but we've got Colorado, eight-point dogs against the Washington Huskies. Uh, Buffalo versus Huskies. going to be an intriguing matchup. Colorado just keeps covering those damn spreads. Apparently, they got a backdoor against them last week and didn't cover, but... They, uh, they're pretty good against that number. So, Washington, seven-and-a-half-point favorites in Santa Clara, I believe. This is at the 49ers Stadium. Collier, who you like here? Uh, another another conspiracy right here. But I guarantee you the Pac-12 officials are meeting right now saying there's no way in hell we're getting left out of the playoffs. We need Washington to win, and we need them to win big. And Colorado, great story. I think their head coach gets the coach of the year. But Washington, minus eight, no doubt. Boomer? Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely love Washington. I've been on them all year. They've won me a ton of money. Can't get off of them now. I think that Washington's uh, defensive backs, that Colorado's not going to be able to throw the ball on them. I think I see a lot of sacks coming in this game that Washington defensive line's quick. Um, and then on the offensive side, I, I I like Colorado's defense. I think that they'll be able to slow down the passing game a little bit. You saw that kind of happen uh, against Washington State last week. But I think Washington's got a hell of a lot better uh, air attack than Washington State, along with uh, Gaskin. I, I think he has a big game in, in this one randomly, and I think he pushes them over. I'm, I'm looking at a two-touchdown win on this. Okay. Seth uh, uh, foul. That's my counter to that. Like Colorado here, been fading Colorado all year because, as we know, they started off like 7-0 against the spread, and that's not sustainable. But they lost last week against the spread. This team's not capable of not covering twice in a row. Um, 
I think this is kind of a reward to them saying, you know, I faded you all year, lost me some money, but you're going to make it up to me right here on championship Saturday, but championship Friday night, Pac-12 after dark, give me Colorado plus the eight to keep it within the number. That'll probably it. motivate them. Yeah, it will. It will. I'm sending word to Mike McIntyre right now. So next up, get up Saturday morning because you got some conference championship games starting you out right after game day. Temple, plus three and a half. They have to go to Navy. This is a true road game in Annapolis for the American Championship. Um, Navy, this, I, I read something today, could really, if they win this game, it could really screw some bowl games up because they might have to wait a week so the playoff committee can see if they beat Army enough to get them in that Power 5 BCS game. So, this will be fun to watch out for. Uh, Temple, three-and-a-half-point dog at Navy. Boomer, who you got here? I absolutely love Temple right here with a three-and-a-half. If uh, I, if we weren't doing it, this would be my lock of the weekend. I think they're a super under-the-radar team. Nobody really knows about them except for the heavy gamblers. They, I mean, they constantly cover. They almost beat Penn State in Penn State, which we're finding out is a pretty damn good football team. I think that uh, Navy's definitely overvalued in this game right now. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, definitely a field goal game. I think that they, I think it's a low-scoring game. Collier? Well, if we've learned one thing this year, it's you don't bet against America. And, by God, Navy, one of our fighting forces of this great nation, is going to lay – one big ass kick in on Temple this Saturday. They're taking them down to the woodshed, having a great time, and I'm going Navy minus three point five. And I was all over Navy at the beginning. They were, my, they were my lock the first probably four weeks of the season. But that being said, they're a super public team at this point in the season, and their value is spiking at that point. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's just think about it. Where did the word Temple come from? Europe. Uh, where did the word Navy come from? America. So, obviously, you're betting against the wrong side here. No, I don't think the word Navy came from America at all. But um, Spanish Armada, you know, might come to uh, come to mind there. But anyways. Um, Armada? This, this yeah, kind of like, like pizza came from America. Yeah. This, food came this from. is not a history show uh, podcast. This is a gambling podcast. And in that instance, you're going to want to take Temple. Temple's covered like 10 in a row, which I know is not sustainable, but they can get one more out of it. Matt Rule's the head coach that nobody in America is talking about. He should be considered for some of these openings. Uh, Temple's a tough job. He's made that team really uh, really tick the past couple of years. I like them to keep it with the number. Navy put up 75 last week against SMU. And I just – there's something to me like that's a holdover. Like if they don't put up 75, are they favored this week? And I don't know that I trust that. So I like uh, Temple plus three in the hook here. Fade America. Uh, hate to do it, but I'm fading America uh -oh. this week. Um, next up, La Tech. True road game at Western Kentucky. Again, this is a Conference USA championship game. Don't know. You know, we haven't really covered these two teams that much this year. Uh, Louisiana Tech, nine and a half point favorites on the road. Boomer, I think I know where you're leaning here. Who do you like? Oh, dude, I'm going to Louisiana Tech. Oh, wow, okay. Love those Louisiana schools. The if, beginning of the year, almost beat Arkansas in Fayetteville. Uh, a little bit of fact, I know we've had an entire season happen between then. Seems like it was yesterday, but, man. But if you go back to October, this game already played out, and Louisiana Tech beat Western Kentucky at home by three. Both of them high score and offenses. I'm getting nine and a half points. I don't think that La Tech wins this game, but I think they definitely keep it close with that touchdown. Yeah, I like La Tech here too. Nine and a half. I mean, it's a true road game, but La Tech beat Western Kentucky earlier in the year. Are they really ten points worse than them a couple of weeks later? Um, they were up by 24 in the third quarter against Louisiana or against Western Kentucky earlier in the year. Um, this number's coming from last week. They lost to a Southern Miss team. They got lucky and pulled up. So. Right. So Western was down like 24 in the third quarter, made a big comeback, and kept it close. I think it was like a seven-point game, maybe even a three-point game by the time it was said and done. But they were down 24 in the third. I'm going to bet on Louisiana Tech being – 
you know, similar to the team that beat them. So they'll keep it within the 10. Like Louisiana Tech a lot here. Collier? Yeah, so uh, last week I drove through the state of Louisiana and just happened to go through the town of Ruston, which is the town of Louisiana Tech. And I got to say, man, lots of people in that town were taking some huge L's. So I'm looking for them to take another L this week, and they're going to lose by at least 17. I'm taking Western Kentucky Hilltoppers minus 9.5. Leon Allen is also out for the game, and the line is at 10. Well, Boomer, apparently you never drove through Ruston because that's how this uh, this pick's being made. So that's uh, Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky. Next up, a de facto conference championship. Good job scheduling this, Big Ten, Big 12, whatever the hell you are now. Oklahoma, 11-point home favorite against Oklahoma State. Um, Again, not a championship game per se, but the winner wins the Big 12. So Oklahoma State is an 11-point underdog. Boomer, who do you like in this matchup? Bedlam. I I like the points, obviously, in this one. Oklahoma's offense has been running and gunning recently, but so has Oklahoma State's. Oklahoma's defense is basically a sieve at this point in the season. Um, they, you know, they they aren't going to get into the playoffs. So this is pretty much who wants who wants to beat the other one more. And I'm going with the Cowboys. They've already proved it this season. Definitely with the getting eleven. I mean, you know, I, I could see this being a seven point game going deep into the fourth quarter, and and uh, the Cowboys coming in late with a with a touchdown to get within seven yeah they usually play well there uh collier who you like yeah i mean i was hoping this conference would just go away for the rest of the season and now we have this stupid game this conference championship at the end none of these teams are making the playoffs but if you're if you're looking for something to ride you need to go ahead and ride the mullet into this game and go oklahoma state plus 11 okay so you're taking the mullet Yes. That's a powerful-ass mullet that Gundy's rocking right now, so I, uh, I support that. Glorious. Um, but I'm fading both of you. I'm, I've seen people just hammering Oklahoma State. A lot of folks are all over it on the gambling Twitter. Uh, follow us at Deep Fried Bets, as always. But, um, you know, seeing a lot of folks on there all over Oklahoma State, um, all over the Internet, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's popular pick. I just think Oklahoma's got too much firepower. I think both teams – they, I think they have to go through the week. You know, somebody's got to be hyping them up. Hey, we still got a chance for the playoff. We still got a chance for the playoff. And I think realistically, Oklahoma might. I mean, chaos has to happen. <laughs> it has to be batshit crazy chaos, but I think they could get in. Um, Oklahoma State, I don't think, has much of a prayer. I, I mean, think- look at it this way. Colorado and Washington are both ahead of them. Penn State Wisconsin are both ahead of them. And Michigan's ahead of them. I'm saying say Oklahoma – or say that uh, – Colorado Washington is a just terrible game, and or Colorado squeaks it out, and they're, you know, maybe not the better team, and then Oklahoma just beats the hell out of Oklahoma State, and then same type deal with the Big Ten, Big Twelve, whatever it is. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you could get to a point where it could. Um, and I think Oklahoma State they've hit on this whole fact that yeah, that game shouldn't have counted, that loss shouldn't have counted against Central Michigan. And the last time we saw a situation like that was Louisville against Houston on that Thursday night game where all week all you heard out of Louisville was, this bullshit, we're ranked too low, we're ranked too low. And I think you've heard too much out of Oklahoma State. They might be, well, if if the refs would have gotten it right, you know, we would only be a one-loss team. We'd be making our playoff case. So that takes away time and preparation from the field. Oklahoma, Oklahoma beat the hell out of Oklahoma State last year on the road. So I'm going to take the home team. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm going to eat the 11 points, but I'm going to take them. I think they get the job done by two touchdowns. So next up is the real-life SEC championship game between Auburn and Tennessee. Oh, wait, no, that's not correct. That's what I was told was going to be the game. Um, it's against Alabama and Tennessee. Oh, no, that was the Champions of Life SEC championship. Um, it's uh, Alabama versus Vanderbilt, no? Oh, Alabama versus Florida, that's it. Sorry, volunteers, you did not make the cut this year. Alabama versus Florida in Atlanta. Alabama 24-point favorites against Florida in the Dome Saturday. Carter, you'll be there. What's your take on this? Yeah, first of all, I think it's wild that Alabama and Florida have played such, like, what, nine times? Yeah. I think- out, of, 
out of 25 games. Oh, no, it's more than that. It's like 14 or 12. It's fucking wild. Um, I'm going to go Alabama minus 24. I don't think Florida can score a touchdown. Not many people can against Alabama. And I don't know, something I think Alabama's due for a big offensive explosion. It has been a while since it's happened. So, uh, well, no, Mississippi State was a big game, but that's Mississippi State. I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm taking minus 24 Alabama. All right, Boomer. <laughs> Carter, what was your thought process besides being a blind Alabama fan? To Dude, eat? you could ride the tide. They're pretty good against the spread, too, though. They are. Yeah, they are. I mean, no arguing there, but I just I don't see Saban embarrassing McIlwain in the SEC championship. I, who knows? No good feeling on this game. It's the SEC championship. Florida's got so many damn injuries right now on the defense. I don't know how they're going to – hopefully they just have bodies to throw on the windshield of these running backs from Alabama. But, I mean, straight principle-wise, I'm I'm taking the 24 points here, just hoping for a backdoor cover. Yeah. Um, you got one last year if you took Florida in this spot. Alabama pretty much controlled the whole game, but Florida had a couple big plays that got them to that number. I, I don't see Florida scoring. Like Collier said, I don't see how the L.A. score. Um, official play for me in this game is under 41. I think 31-3 to three or 34 to nothing, something like that is really in play for Alabama. Um, official play is under 41, but I like the Tide minus 24 just because if anybody's going to put up points, it's going to be them. Uh, Alabama has an allowed. It was at 41. Yeah. Give me the over of 41. No. I mean, look, Florida has scored one touchdown, I think, in the last 16 quarters, one offensive touchdown. And Alabama has allowed zero defensive touchdowns in the last 18 quarters. So, I mean, two teams like that meet. Uh, the, I mean, the over, like 80% of the public's on the over, too, which I don't really understand. So, I love the under here, but Alabama minus 24, if I'm having to make a play on that, is uh, my pick. But under is the official pick here. Next up, we've got the Mountain West Championship. San Diego State, seven-point favorite, traveling to Laramie, Wyoming. Not Boise, but Wyoming is representing that side of the Mountain West. Uh, Seven-point favorite for Donald Pumphrey and the San Diego State Aztecs against Wyoming, and I love Wyoming here. Uh, Wyoming beat San Diego State earlier in the year. I know that that's, you shouldn't you know base everything off that. Both teams lost last week. Um, neither of them were pretty. Or Colorado State beat uh, San Diego State by like 30 or something like that. It was awful. Um, they couldn't do anything. I think that kind of continues. They've lost the last couple, and they just look down and out. Uh, Pumphrey, he'll get his rushing yards, but I don't know that they'll do anything else. I really like Wyoming plus the seven here. Maybe even get the outright win, but I'm going to play it safe and take the points. Collier, who you got? Yeah, I'm on the Cowboys, too. I'm taking Wyoming plus seven. All right, Boomer? Yeah, Cowboys, love them. This would be... Also a lock of the week for me, but uh, we're already giving it out. Absolutely love uh, love them in this spot right okay. here. So we're all three in Wyoming. That's our first agreement of the show. Good job, gents. I do love the Wild West. West world out there from what I hear. Yep. Uh, next up, ACC Championship, Dr. Pepper ACC Championship in Orlando, not Charlotte, because Charlotte is not friend of the gays, so we had to take this team down to Orlando. Um, Clemson, 10-point favorite against Virginia Tech. Uh, Collier, who do you like here? Uh, first of all, it, they're a fan of the gays. They're not a fan of the heterosexual. Or what's, what's the uh, transgenders using their bathrooms? Whatever, dude. Like I said, it's not a political show. I'm just saying, man. They gotta straighten that shit out. But complete homer pick here, uh, Virginia Tech. I'm kind of proud of them for making this game. First year coach. I know Clemson beat the shit out of South Carolina last week, but why not just ride the points? Clemson looked kind of sluggish last year in this game. Almost let North Carolina beat them. Might have beat them, but uh, they were. I think an onside kick call was flagged for something that 
Shouldn't have been a flag. Yeah. Doesn't really matter right now. I'm taking Virginia Tech plus 10.5. All right. Uh, Boomer? Yeah, I'm taking Clemson right here. I think that they want to make sure that their spot solidified in the playoff. I think uh, after the throttling they put on the Cox last week, I think that rolls into this week. They want to leave no doubt that they're supposed to be there. Deshaun Watson's still in the Heisman hunt, and uh, I think everybody's going to rally around him to, to get up. I was actually I was expecting this line to come out at 14 when it came out. I'm uh, actually siding with Collier here. I like Virginia Tech. Um, Wente's got that program in a good spot. Uh, it was a good hire. Very evident. I think he keeps that train moving in the right direction. Uh, it's going to start this weekend. They'll keep it within the number. Clemson will win the game. Uh, I think I could see a seven-point win, maybe 27-20, 27-21, something like that. But I think Virginia Tech, they have the offense to stay in it a little bit, and their defense can can stop Watson. Uh, Bud Foster will have some good blitzes drawn up for him. So I like Virginia Tech to keep it within the number here. Finally, the last championship game, and on paper what should be the best, if you uh, take rankings into consideration, we've got the – Penn State Nittany Lions playing the Wisconsin Badgers in Indianapolis. Wisconsin is a two and a half point favorite against Penn State, number six versus number seven, I believe. I don't know if playoffs are on the line. Should be interesting to see how each team factors that into their decision. Two and a half point favorite for Wisconsin. Collier, who you like? All right, quick question. Does this is it the highest-ranked Big Ten team that goes to Rose Bowl, or is it the Big Ten champion? The Big Ten champion. And if okay. they are in the playoff, then it's the highest. Not technically. Not technically. The Rose Bowl picks. No, it is not. they do not. They only pick if the team is not in the playoff, or in the playoff. Okay, so I was about to say, how much bullshit would it be if the Big Ten champ not only didn't go to the playoff, but didn't even go to the Rose Bowl. No, like last year you had uh, Michigan State in the playoff. That's why they got to pick Iowa. But if the playoff, if the champion conference champion is not in the playoff, then they have to go to the Rose Bowl. Oh, nice. Well, honestly, I wish we could have seen a Iowa State Michigan rematch because that would have been badass on a neutral field, especially. But uh, I like Penn State here. I think Wisconsin's good. They've lost a couple defensive guys, and uh, I think it's too much for them. Penn State's got defensive guys back. I'll take Penn State plus 2.5. All right, Boomer. Yeah, Charles Barkley's coming into this game. He's going to be dropping Jays out there in the middle of the field. I'm taking Penn State. Charles Barkley, not Saquon? Nah, Charles. Okay, Sir Charles. Don't really understand the logic there, but, yeah, no, I like Penn State too. Um both teams have pretty good defense. Obviously, I think Wisconsin's a lot better. Um, but I, they, they just haven't shown me anything on offense. And I think Penn State can move the ball. They've, I mean, I have faded Penn State the last couple weeks, and they have proved me dead wrong. So I thought they were going to lose last week. They were up 12-10 to 10 at half and then just came out and beat the hell out of Michigan State the second half. I think they've got a swagger of confidence here, and I think this is where you really get to put the playoff in a tough, uh, the playoff committee in a tough spot. So I'm going to take Penn State plus two and a half here to get the outright win, and um, I think that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out come Sunday morning with the playoff. So that does it for all of our championship games. That is every single conference championship game and Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Bedlam for you. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out in the playoff, Uh, see if they give them an easy route like they've been given the past couple years or if they got to make some tough decisions. We'll see come Sunday morning. But after that playoff is made, we've got NFL football starting Sunday. Actually, we're starting tomorrow night. only football game on tomorrow night, no college games. So, I don't know. Maybe find some basketball to bet on as well. But uh, we've got the Cowboys, four-point road favorites, traveling to the Prince Dome, as it will now be known by me. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, four-point home underdogs on Thursday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Boomer, who you like here? Absolutely love the Vikings here. This would be my lock of the week. For, this is lock of the week number one, for sure. So this is one, another two are 1A and 1B? 
in this spot at home. You know I love the home Thursday night teams. You don't have enough time to recover and travel. The Cowboys eventually are going to lose a damn game and blown away by how they continued to do this cover that they do every week. Well, but they didn't cover last week. They didn't, and I was on the Redskins last week. Yeah. But I, I'm getting, you know, you're, you're getting three and a half with a home team in the NFL. The Vikings just four weeks ago were the leaders in the NFC. Everybody loved them. Everybody was on them. All it takes is a couple of weeks to get public perception in the complete other direction where you don't cover. I think that this is this is a for sure lock. I will be playing this game tomorrow. Yeah, I've got the Vikings too. They're actually both teams did play last Thursday though, so that's it's typical rest for both of them. I uh, get the full week, but I love the Vikings here too. I, I was kind of surprised when I saw this line, even though that Dallas was on the road. I thought they'd be a seven point favorite just because of how much the public loves them. And, of course, they're all over them at four. I think that Vegas is trying to entice some bets here. Um, and that's something where you got to look at and be like, all right, so maybe the sharp money is on the Vikings. I think it is. Their defense will play. Uh, defense plays on Thursday nights. They uh, – I'm with you. Dallas, I, I've been saying it on here for weeks and weeks and weeks. They've got to lose at some point. They're not this good. Um, I mean, they, they're fun to watch, and they have done some great things, but they are not this good. That defense, I know Bradford is not anything special, but Dallas' defense is not either, in my opinion. I think they could pull out the outright win. I might put some money on the money line as well, but I'm definitely taking the plus four. Collier, how do you feel about this game? I mean, I don't know what the hell y'all are thinking. I know I'm part of the public, but they're 10-1. They are what their record is. I mean, they are damn good. And they've got some damn good players, too. Dez is finally healthy. Dak is slinging and running. Their offensive line's the best in the NFL, and that means something. Defense is playing good enough, and Zeke is playing out of his mind. They're not going to lose the Vikings, and they're going to cover the spread. Give me the Cowboys. All right, so Collier's taking the Cowboys. I mean, hell, it's probably the smart play, the way everything's shaking out, but I just I can't I can't run away from that Vikings line. Love them too much. So that is the Thursday night game. Only other scheduled NFL game we're going to do this week for you since we had so many con- uh, college football conference championship games. We're going to do the Panthers versus the Seahawks on Sunday night. This game is hovering around six and a half, seven. Uh, I think it's probably at seven right now. We got the uh, Panthers traveling to Seattle Sunday night football. Collier, who's your take here? I'll take Panthers. I think Cam Newton's got too much pride to get stomped. And I know the Seahawks' defense has been giving up a lot of points. I think they've been giving up on average around 20, 30 points. And that's way above what they used to give up. So I know Cam can score by himself. I think that he can keep it close, maybe a backdoor cover. I think Seahawks will win the game, but Cam can keep it close just by himself. Uh, I'm fading you there. I think the uh, I think the Panthers are done, and I think they know they're done. I think last week losing that game in Oakland after getting a lead, after being down, just an emotional roller coaster, they're done. I mean, Atlanta's not going anywhere, and if they are, Tampa's right there behind them. And they're fourth in their division. Um Cam has no protection. They put two centers on IR this week. I don't think I've ever seen two centers go on at the same time. Um, they're not healthy. That has to creep in their minds, like in the back of their minds. Seattle just got embarrassed in Tampa last week. They get to come home, play in a Sunday night game. Yeah, I'm loving the Seahawks minus seven at home here. Public's all over Carolina, too. Public doesn't pick an underdog. I think we all know that. Love Carolina here, Boomer. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, love Seattle. I like Seattle also. I, you know, second week out in the West Coast for Carolina, their defense is just, I mean, nowhere near what they used to be. Luke Keekley, their leader's out. Cam Newton's banged up, not in the right mindset. Um, I mean, playing Sunday night game in Seattle, seven points is a lot, and I, I usually don't like to do that, but I could see this being one of those 24 to – seven kind of games, maybe 24-14 kind of thing. So I like the Seahawks. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, the Sunday night game. 
So, like I said, those are only two scheduled NFL games. Monday night game sucks. I think it's Colts, Jets. Who gives a shit? Um, so, we're going to leave up to one NFL game each, but we're going to pick first a college game that is not a conference championship game. Uh, there are a decent amount. Call yours over here, bitch, and say there's only one or two, but there are several outside of those. Uh, Boomer, who you like of your as your non-conference championship game of the week in college football? Well, uh, I am staying in the NFL right here because well, I no, feel you've got one NFL and one college. We have done not nearly enough NFL games, and people are yeah. going to be bored as hell on Sunday if they don't have somebody to go with. Fair so, enough. for my college non-conference game, I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons minus three and a half at home against the Kansas City. Mr. Still Your Girl, Alex Smith, Chiefs. Okay. Uh, yeah, Joe hit on that earlier. I, I didn't realize it, but that's a huge trap game spot for the Chiefs. Come off Sunday night against the Broncos, and then they got a turnaround against Over, Oakland. Overtime also on Sunday night. Yeah, then they got a Thursday game against Oakland, and then in between they've got to travel to Atlanta, and that's a good spot. Um, Collier? Yeah, I am also taking the Falcons. Because I will be in that city, I'm going to give them my magic touch, and they're going to cover that spread. That nasty touch? Nasty touch. Okay. Um, well, I have a uh, college game for you. So, uh, Texas State, they are taking on Arkansas State, and they're getting 23.5 points this weekend. Um, 90% of the public is on Arkansas State right now. I know probably not too much public money out on this right now, but Texas State, Keep it within the number. Uh, that's about all I've got on that one. So Big game. Yeah, 23 and a half. Texas State's my call. So we've got another NFL game coming at you. Um, be interesting to see how this one goes. Boomer, who uh, who you got in your second now NFL game? I uh, got the uh, Detroit Lions in New Orleans getting, uh, getting five points. I love both these offenses. I think it's going to be super high scoring. Back and forth. Um, and I, I mean, you know, I just I trust the Lions right now. I trust Matt Stafford, and uh, I think they've got a little bit better offense than the Saints. I could see this coming down to a last uh, last drive, about a minute, thirty two seconds left. Matt Stafford has the ball, trying to get into field goal range, down three. Okay, so the Lions plus five. Car, you got anything for us? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Chargers minus three point five at home against Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is a little overrated right now. San Diego's. A little bit better than they've been playing. I'll just go ahead and take that. I like that. Um, I've got the Steelers minus six here. They play the Giants, and Giants. I think they're seven and four. Nowhere near a good as good of a seven four team. Uh, they're. I think they're being outscored on the year. If not, they just corrected that against the lowly ass Browns last week. So Steelers minus six at home. Um, they played against the Colts last weekend, looked pretty good, but not as good as you thought they might. So I think they come out and just blow the doors off the Giants this week. Um, Steelers minus six is my pick. So it's time, ladies and gentlemen, in this abbreviated non-vault era of the Deep Fried Bets podcast and this conference championship era of the Deep Fried Bets podcast, we still have one familiarity for you. And that is the Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week. I was able to muster that up despite the lack of voice I used on my yelling up Saturday. But so if you hopefully the podcast wasn't too painful for you listeners but it's time for the stone cold steve austin locks of the week call your cg nasty uh, who is your stone cold steve austin lock of the week just let me tell you about it dude so the reason i've been out is because me and stone cold have been down at the beach looking at babes drinking ice cold beers and god it has been glorious the tide has been rolling uh green bay has been sucking ass but we have been busting beers and busting fucking faces on the. If, if somebody's on the beach, look ass wrong. We will bust you new one, bro. Okay, I like Not the enthusiasm. Me. Not me, but Stone Cold will. By God, he'll Stone Cold stun your ass, and then guess what? You're done. 
So I'm taking the Jaguars minus four versus the Broncos. Oh, dude, you're getting plus four. Oh, you're goddamn right we are. I mean, <laughs> we just took an eight-point shift right there, baby. We're going Jags plus four. Yeah, if I just... had a lock, if I had a lock on that before, this is lock of the century. That's a like, stone cold need... stunner right there. You need to go ahead and get on this. Put your mortgage on it. It doesn't care. It, I don't care if you got kids. You got to pay for. Put your mortgage on it. Mortgage. Call your saying. That's I like all I, got. I like that pick. Um, we'll see, Boomer. <laughs> well, I've uh, I've been popping the top on uh, several of these. Coors khakis throughout the night celebrating the uh, past couple of weeks and uh, rolling into another money-making event right here. I am going with the Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half at home against the Washington Redskins. This is the biggest disparity between value at the beginning of the season. The Cardinals have gone down, obviously. Carson Palmer doesn't look right, hasn't looked right the past couple of weeks. Kirk Cousins has somehow magically... Uh, touched the football that Peyton Manning used to touch and uh he's 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 rolling with it right now. I think uh I think the cards have a little bit of value with two and a half right here and uh I I mean I can't tell you this is just free money this weekend. I love free money. Love it too. Um I I thought about that and then I, I think Arizona hit my shit list officially last week against Atlanta. Um I just I thought that that was a game that they would win or at least cover, and they just may be bad now. I don't know. Um, I still got a uh, little-known fellow named David Johnson that is a damn absolute workhorse next to Adrian Peterson. David Johnson is really good and has been really good this year, so that's a, that's a good pick. So uh, Arizona, minus 2.5 at home against the Falcons, and the Jaguars, plus 4. I have been all over the place on this. I really, I'm still not sold on anything. But I'm going to go off the board a little bit. Not off the board, but off the, I don't know, off the road maybe. This is not going to be the safest Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. But I think in the end it's going to win you money. And I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Plus three in the hook in Oakland. Against the Oakland Raiders, so you smoking um, weed, bro? What now? You been smoking some weed? I'm not, but uh, Oakland tough game last week against um, the Cam Newton led Carolina Panthers. Uh, came back and won. Tough, like I, we've hit on this earlier. Thursday night game against the Chiefs, and then they got a home game against Rex Ryan. In between, uh, Oakland or Buffalo came off a big win last week. And I think that they're going to go out there and keep it within the number, fight their asses off. And, I mean, Oakland is really, really good. But they're another one of those teams. They're, I don't think they're this good, 10-2, and two, whatever they are. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see that game. But I like Oakland or the Buffalo Bills to keep it within the number, plus three and a half. My Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. But we do have some breaking news. Uh, North Turner might not coach tomorrow night. Have an emergency eye surgery. Just got that notification. Uh, or not North Turner. I'm sorry, Mike Zimmer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, North Turner will not be coaching tomorrow. Uh, to another Mike reason Zimmer. you take the Cowboys, so y'all might want to change all pick. Well, I've already locked it in my bookie, so kind of tough. I locked it in days ago. I'm feeling good. Mike yeah, I'm Zimmer. still feeling good. <laughs> We're playing middle linebacker. The head coach does not matter. Is he, is he, yeah, is he also is he playing uh, lead running back? I didn't think so. Well, he, he might as well play lead running back because they can't run the ball for shit. They might as well roll Vince Lombardi's cold, dead corpse out on the sideline and have him sit there. That's about as much as hey, Mike's. He'd still be a good, better coach than Gus Malzahn. Yeah, roll tight, man. <laughs> All right. So that's it. That's our Stone Cold Steve Austin locks of the week. Our conference champion picks. Our college game, our NFL game, which really turned into more NFL games. Um, but it should be a good weekend for money-making, and that's what you're here for, the Deep Fried Beds podcast. Again, thanks to George, uh, Joe Fortenbaugh for joining us. Um, that was a good interview. Hope you enjoyed that. We will be back next week. Next week we're not going to have hardly any college football, but we're going we're gonna to get together on the bowl season. We're going to get something good going on that. But next week we're going to have uh, – 
I'm going to try to get do some different things, some college basketball a little bit. Got a guy I'm going to bring in, knows his stuff. Uh, maybe a little soccer next week. And then we'll have yeah, you know, Army, Navy. No, we'll have some good stuff. Next week will be a fun show, hopefully. But, uh, again, check us out, Deep Fried Best Podcast. Tell your friends. We're on iTunes. We're all over the world, deepfriedbest.com. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. Um, hopefully, again, I uh, apologize for the, the raspy voice. You can thank Nick Saban for that, but hopefully that'll be back. In- and you can also thank, uh, what's his name, Gabrielle or Iglesias? No, no, just Nick. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah, uh, dude. Uh, you left off a, a big part where they can find us. Where's that? In their girls' DMs. Oh, that's true. Go check them. We're giving her picks and other things. We're, we're giving her more than one kind of pick, if you know what I mean. All right, folks. We appreciate you tuning in. Tell your friends, and we'll check you back next week. We don't get a going away party? <laughs> <laughs>